Welcome to the podcast by Pleasant Valley, where we talk about biblical truth, address your questions, and seek to help you fall deeper in love with Jesus. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast by Pleasant Valley. I'm your host, Caleb Eisler. As we head into the week of Christmas, we know that the holidays can be a really hard time for a lot of people. And we've already had discussions about how to, how to navigate grief at the holidays. But I thought it'd be helpful to just take some time and think about how the gospel itself and how the Christmas season give us hope in the midst of the grief we might feel at this time. That actually what we're celebrating in Christmas and what we're celebrating the love of God that came down to earth, truly man, truly God, in a little baby, gives us immense hope in the grief and suffering we might see, in the pain we look out and see in the world in the midst of coronavirus and other things. And so we're going to camp out in the passage of Romans 8, and we're going to listen into a sermon I preached to 20-somethings a little while ago about the hope we can have and the love of God that we can see in the midst of the pain in the world. So if you have your Bibles, be sure to turn to Romans 8, especially starting in verse 18, and let's listen in. And my prayer is that you would have hope and encouragement walking away as you celebrate in this Christmas season. Merry Christmas, and let's listen in. Kylie, thank you so much for for joining us on the podcast. I can't tell you how excited I am for this conversation. And um, just watching you tell your story and live out your story has been one of the coolest things for me. Um, it, it has just been an honor to experience. And so I, I want more people to be able to hear your story um, and to be able to see how you've persevered in faith through the whole thing. And so I thought it'd be helpful for us just to start by having you tell us your story in whatever way you, you see fit. So let's just talk through your story, starting with your dad and then kind of moving on from there. What, mm-hmm. What's that been like? Yeah. Um, so my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer in May mm-hmm. of 2019. Um, and that was, it was already rough before um, because my friend committed suicide and my boyfriend got to into a car accident that almost ended his life. And um, that just was on top of that. Um, then uh, my dad got diagnosed with cancer that um, we found out was terminal. And um, it was really hard because you have all these dreams for your future and you want to plan out your future and you can do that and I I did that um, I was planning on going to college and um, marrying someone and having my dad walk me down the aisle and um, all that and I was planning on being a mom and um, that that just all got I mean, God said no. <laughs> he had different plans for me. And um, so when we were dealing with my dad, um, we had a family conversation in the hospital about how we wanted to keep God at the center of all of it and our foundation. And we built his di- I don't know how to word this, but we built his diagnosis off of God. Like, yeah. We decided what we were going to do based on prayer, based on the support system that we had, um, and just on the foundation of God. And I then, then I didn't understand how his faith was so strong because he had just heard that his life was going to end. And his dreams um, and the plans that he had for his future were not going to happen anymore um, to an extent. So I was like, man, my, I, 
I looked up to my dad a lot and through his walk. Um, I remember my before my they wheeled my dad off to his first surgery, before we even found out about the diagnosis, um, I asked, Daddy, are you scared? And he goes, well, yes, but I'm not because I know God is with me and he will be with me through it all until the very end. What were some ways you guys saw him and just your whole family put Jesus at the center through the whole process? Yeah. Um, um, We talked about the poem Footprints in the Sand, and it is my favorite poem. Yes. And um, how we talked about, like, God is lifting us up. um, And, like, um, so someone is walking on, I have to explain it because it's, like, my favorite. Yeah, definitely. Someone is walking on the sand, and um, he only sees one set of footprints, and he's like, God, I thought you said you'd walk with me through everything. And um, he was like, "How? Like, why is it when I'm at my lowest points that I only see one set of footprints? Have you left me? And God's like, no, that's when I carried you. And God's been carrying us through everything that life has brought us. And, like, that was a hard conversation and stuff and a hard, hard day. Um, And it's been hard through it all, but we've been able to see, like, the hope of Christ. And you don't know how big your army is until you have them all reaching out to you and you see them all like you don't know the power of people there and stuff and i think that if you you feel alone right now and you're listening to this um you're not people love you and they like i encourage you if if you're not if you feel like you should reach out to someone um do that and God will place that person on your heart and mind right now. Um, I firmly believe that um, because nobody is alone. It is amazing to how many troops show up when there's a call to battle. I mean, I know you guys have experienced yes, that. Yes, yeah. That, that's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it's incredible to see. Like, I still remember um, one time. So, okay. I have to share in order yeah. of events. So, um, my dad's cancer was progressing, and it was like every MRI was worse than the one before. Yeah. Um, and so, it got to how much? Like how many, much time does he have left? And in so it was a week in June, and we got results of an MRI and time. And um, we found out that week, they ended up calling me from work and stuff and told me, like, come home now. We found out um, that he only had um, two to six weeks left. Um, And they said that in June. So um, that, like, night and the next day was awful. Um, So... I came back that night, and I, so I was in my sister's room, um, Avery, and 
everyone came up there and like everyone but my dad because my dad um, was like paralyzed in his right leg and like declining like but um, I ended up so they planned his funeral um, that day so my mom came in and told us and she was talking about the details and all of a sudden I had a seizure and the paramedics, so I don't remember anything about that night. It was a minute and a half seizure for you medical people out there. Um, and so it, it was pretty intense. And um, I, I had, uh, they didn't take me to the hospital because of COVID, um, but they thought it was trauma-induced. And um, because I was hearing about my dad's funeral, like, and taking all that stress in but I had test ran the next morning and um, we found out after a CT scan and an MRI that I had a tumor in my brain and it was giant it was like golf ball size um, and it was in the left part the same the same part of my dad like that my dad's was in and, um, and I just, like, I don't, I remember just crying more than I ever have before because my mind went straight to, like, well, my mind wanted it not to be the same thing as my dad, but it went straight to the worst because I saw where my dad is at now and I walked with him through it all and I didn't want to end up like him and um because of all that pain and um like just the suffering and all yeah. that yeah and that like I had plans to go to college and I didn't want them to like get ruined <laughs> and um that's that's the problem though um when you make plans for yourself um, they're not going to go according to plan, but God's plans always go according to plan. So you can just pray for God's will, and that is incredibly hard to do that and just surrender to God, but um, that is what never fails, and um, you will never be let down by God. And um, so um, those of you that know my story, um, know that I have the same exact cancer as my dad. Um, what was it like, what was it like when you first got the diagnosis and you're thinking through everything with your dad and you're trying to process, like, there's probably a moment where you're realizing, okay, things are not going to go according to the plan I, I've placed. And you talked about that a little bit, but mm -hmm. what was that like wrestling through that? Um, I became very mad at God and... I didn't want my life to end. Yeah. And I became very... I don't want to say that I was selfish, but looking back at it and to where I am today, I was very selfish with what I had planned and how I wanted my life to be because it's selfish when you're not giving up control. And... Um, it's selfish. You're gonna. You're being selfish to God because God's given you everything. He's offered you eternal life, and um, 
to you you being selfish to him and saying, oh no, I, I want to have control of this part of my life um, and you can, you can have control of the rest. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You can't put God in a box and tell him what to do. Um, God should be able to tell you what to do. So I was selfish with my time and I wanted things for myself that I wasn't like wasn't willing to give up and I had to process through that a lot um and after I was mad at God I began began to just like see the light and live differently and I don't think what helped you see the light along the way I don't know it was my dad a lot that has been influencing me and like how he he died really well. There's a famous preacher once that said he preached as a dying man to dying men. And I, that's the way I think of your dad is he, I mean, even when he was talking to the FBI and that speech he gave, I, I will never forget that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So me and my dad had these intimate conversations together after I was diagnosed and having that those conversations with him about it, nobody else could understand and nobody else does. And I lost that like, I don't know. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, You're good. Okay. I'm trying not to cry. You're okay. <laughs> but. Um, hey, you feel like you lost someone that could understand what that was like. Yeah. You know? And. Most people can't understand it. Um, but he was a person that Christ used to show others what it meant to follow him. And. What are some of the ways that you saw your dad proclaim Jesus to other people? In yeah. The um, so he um, was a like agent in the FBI, um, and the part where he worked, um, it was child exploitation cases, and um, he always I don't know how like. People, so he worked in that department. I don't want to get this wrong, but I don't know, for like 20 years or something like that. It was a very long time. And seeing those images um, and dealing with the things that he has to deal with um, scars a person. And like, I don't know why he didn't have PTSD or whatever, Um, but. I, I actually I do know why he di- didn't have it um, because of God and God protected his mind and um, protected his soul and spirit and he was like really really close with God and he would um, his coworkers remember him um, opening and reading the Bible every like lunch period that he had um, he would always say hi to like um, everyone in the office and he did that and I find it like incredibly amazing that he was able to I like every single person at his work when he had a retirement going away um, party and he gave the speech that you've mentioned um Uh, tell me about the speech a little bit for those that haven't heard about it um yeah so he made a speech at his um, like retirement party that just, he was declaring God and he, he God, God was like, I will, um, he always says that it's, it's a meeting place that we have. Um, 
and he will see us up there someday. And he believes that. And I want to see him, like, I'm going to see him up there someday. Um, and I know that. What What was it like? Um, you experienced your dad's funeral. And then you guys took a family trip to the Grand Canyon to yes. kind of reflect. And I think that was a pretty powerful time. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, what was that like? That was probably the thing that changed me the most. Like, yeah. I was already in the process of changing my mindset and stuff like that, but it changed me the most. And, like, um, so when I was diagnosed, um, the Grand Canyon all of a sudden popped in my head. I was like, well, I like to travel. And I was like, okay, um, well, I want to go to the Grand Canyon. And, like, everyone had a hard time on that trip um, because, well, we just lost our dad. And um, everyone, uh, my sisters, grieve in different ways. And you have to let let go and let them do that and grieve in a different way and not try to have them grieve the same way as you. And um, so my grieving... Um, wasn't, I don't know. I don't think, okay, I don't want to say that I didn't grieve, but I had hopeful grieving. Yeah, um, sorrowful but always rejoicing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As you're thinking through, you know, you on the heels of everything that happened with your dad and he his passing and then oh. you go to the Grand Canyon and you, okay. then you get another diagnosis, just, yes. just an, an even shorter time frame. Yeah. Well, what was that like hearing that? But then I, I've seen in you a special kind of urgency. And I, I mean, even just last week at 20-somethings, when uh, Austin Hay was speaking and he kind of posed a question to the group, you with a lot of boldness were just wanting to be honest about where you were at, but then also say that I have hope and you guys need to wake up and see that this is all serious. Like God is real. It matters. Like what we do with our days Mm -hmm. matter. Like what has that been like? Yeah. Like what's the message you would want us to hear in light of all of that? Yeah. So something I really want to stress in my ministry um, going forward is about time and about not taking life for granted and living like every day is your last. And I mentioned that i did earlier um, when my dad was diagnosed before I got diagnosed that we we lived together as a family we lived like every day was our last but we didn't in that sense that we lived like every day was his last Um, and we didn't understand the weight of everything and I think like my sisters can tell you like it it has progressed like We've gotten a lot better at it. Um, But for me personally, um, I truly, truly started living every day like it was my last because I didn't know. Um, And nobody else knows. Like, you're not promised tomorrow. God doesn't promise you tomorrow. And um, that's why I have that sense of urgency that I just want to live truly like every day is my last and be bold in my faith and i'm like if you're gonna hate me and whatever like that's fine because that's gonna not matter in the eternal thing scheme of things um but i want to give you the option like how much would you hate someone to not give them the option of heaven or hell yeah, then that's really the gospel with them. How much do you have to hate someone? Yeah. Yeah. How how much do we have to have disdain for someone, whether or not we mean it, by not sharing the gospel with them? 
Mm -hmm. we, we want everyone to hear the good news. Yeah, and like you don't have to convert someone or whatever. Yeah, that's like, the Holy Spirit's job. You're right. Yes, you just have to plant that seed. Yeah. Um, and God will do the watering. Like people have been telling me every day that they got to where they are now because I planted a seed in them. Yeah. And I invited them to that thing. And if God is laying it on your heart, something, you will know it, first of all. But don't do Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Nike. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, just, you know, don't, don't say no to God. Yeah. And don't put, put God in a box. Yeah. So we've just got a few minutes left. Um, what would be... For you, what what has been the message of hope <clears throat> that you've clung to in this, and what would be the kind of the, the the message you want everyone to hear? Yeah, as you think through this journey. Um, well, something I want to continue to yeah. um, involve from my dad's ministry is if one more person comes to know Christ, it'll all be worth it. Yeah. All all the suffering that. My fa- like my family has been through and me, um, it. So I I've said this before, um, and I will say it as many times as I have to. Um, and Sarah Ann is an amazing, incredible woman. Um, yeah, Sarah Ann Stahl. Yes. Yeah, she's yes. Awesome. Um, but she's so wise, and um, God gave heard this message but she shared it with me and I've used it before over and over and over again um she said if more people come to know Christ through my life then let me live if more people come to know Christ through my death then take me home but if more people come to know Christ through my suffering then let me suffer and let me suffer God I will do it for you until the day that you call me home i will live for you until the day you call me home yeah. um and i will be incredibly joyful when when for the day you call me home because you know i have family up there and yeah. all that kind of stuff but like looking forward to see my dad again mm. and um my little sibling i have um a younger brother in heaven and um, it, it just brings tears to my eyes of joy. And I wouldn't, and seeing Chrissy again, hmm. um, and just, it's our meeting place. Yeah. My dad always said, we have a meeting place in heaven. Yeah. That's a pretty incredible meeting place. We're going to get to sing. We're going to get to see beauty. We're going to see God. We're going to see each other. It's going to be awesome. And we can tell everybody about it. And that's what you've been doing um, just in amazing fashion these these last years and months. And, I mean, your story has been an inspiration to me and so many others. And I, I can't tell you how awesome it has been to watch. Um, seriously, thank you so much, Kylie. Um, what you and your family are doing as a witness is just amazing. So thank you so thank much. You. And I hope we have more opportunities for you to share more of your story and the hope you have in Jesus in thank the future. You. Thank yeah. you for having Thanks. me. Thank you for joining us for the podcast by Pleasant Valley. If you want to hear more from us, you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, pleasantvalley.org. God bless.